Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that Edwards refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 26th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore our grand old republic. Man, do we got a lot of work ahead of us when it comes to restoring the republic, folks. And every single day, it seems to get more uh, urgent, more dire, more critical. Whatever words you want to use. But ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear. All is not lost. Let's be very clear. God, family, and country are the key to success. Let's be very clear. Without God, we will not succeed. Let's be very clear. If we turn to him, we absolutely will prevail. And uh, religious or not, ladies and gentlemen, you must be acquainted with the author of liberty. Look, it's either government or a higher source that has the absolute sovereignty, power, authority, whatever words you want to use. Right? It's that simple of a reality check. It's either government or a higher authority. Now, I don't care how religious or not you are. What do you call that authority? God, almighty, deity, author, creator of the universe. I don't know. The founding fathers had several names, several terms, but they knew this. Government, man, lording over man was not the answer. And they sought hard to understand greater solutions and greater understanding. And when they appealed to God Almighty and were serious about it, you look at the difference between the American Revolution and any other revolution in the history of the world and one, the United States of America was based on God. It was a religious quest. It was a desire for religious liberty, for people to worship how, where, or what they may. That was critical. That separated us from every other revolutionaries in a very unique, successful, I might add, way. Other revolutions have not been successful. Um, this was a God-centered, American, uniquely positioned situation. That made all the difference in the world, folks. Make no mistake about that. Anyway, I digress except to say it is about God, family, and country. Family is the fundamental unit of society, the traditional family with a mother and a father. Fidelity to one another and to their children, that nucleus was the fundamental unit of society ordained by God. A God-ordained family is what I would call it. Now, that doesn't mean that any other families put together my man when circumstances aren't the best. I I'm not downing those families. Okay, I'm adopted. I come from a family of seven children. All seven of us are adopted. So I get making up unique families when necessary. My father couldn't have children. Uh, and so, you know what? My mother and father um, were so dedicated, they adopted seven children. What a blessing that is and was. So I'm not downing any families that are not, quote, traditional. Uh, but we must understand that the family is the core. Without the family, America and society melts down. Look, you can look at families 
across the country. And uh, society is no stronger than the families that make up that society. All right, so it is God, family, and country, folks. Country, because that's the principles that create the proper role of government, a check and balanced based government that divides power. It is a government that is ordained of God, put forth by man, by the consent of the governed, for the protection of the governed, done so in a very unique way to prevent too much power from going to the wrong people. But you know what? It only works for a good, honest, and moral people. The founders warned us of this. They highlighted this. And now as we become an immoral people, what we want to do is blame the very apparatus Uh, The very instruments, uh, the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, and the codified principles in the supreme law that I and the Constitution, that's getting the blame now. The truth is we ought to not place blame on the founders or the supreme law of the land or the checks and balances of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We should not tear down the republic. We should stand by the principles that made America good. The people were good, says the Tocqueville, and that's what made America great. And if America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. He continued, highlighting this reality that good didn't refer to, you know what, Sam's a good talker on the radio, or so-and-so's great at making money, or it referred to the people and to their morality, to their understanding that there's something greater than government, greater than man lording over man, that is at the helm of this thing. And that acknowledgement and that direct focus on and willing to obey that being, supreme being, author of liberty, might you call it, that was above government. You know what? They were all willing to acknowledge that. Now, I get it that people were different levels in their religiosity. Is that a word? Yes, it is. Uh, In their uh, efforts to uh, obey God or to turn to God or to acknowledge God or to worship. Okay, I get everybody's at different levels. But I also get the founders. Some were very religious and others weren't so religious, but they understood that they needed to defend one's ability to worship how, where, or what they may. In other words, you may not be as religious as I am, but you might defend my ability to be as religious as I am, or vice versa. I might defend your ability to not be as religious as I. It's your choice. But what we are uh, educating folks to understand and what idea we're backing is the idea that there's something about government that's the author of our liberty. And when principles of that entity are obeyed, blessings occur. And when those principles are not obeyed, we reap the whirlwind, folks. Okay, very simple fundamental reality but hard for modern-day folks to understand because they've been indoctrinated and propagandized in the government schools for so long that it's hard to unlearn. It's hard to unwind uh, the, uh, in my opinion, propaganda and uh, the indoctrination that goes on. Uh, boy, do we got a lot of work ahead of us. We turn to government for everything, money, safety, security, salvation. Uh, we ought not turn to government for these things, ladies and gentlemen. Government is to be... Um, understood as a necessary evil. I think that's how the founders said it, right? All right, I digress, but I wanted to promote God, family, and country. That's what this whole broadcast is about. It's also about the protection of life, liberty, and property, and it's about bringing to you news that I refuse to use. By the way, yesterday we were doing that with our buddy Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org and RonPaulInstitute.org, and we talked with Lowell About the unwelcome return of the real purveyors of violence. Ron Paul wrote the piece talking about government. You know, the United States government around the world is promoting war. We've become a warlike people, sad to say, but true. And you know what? The real purveyors of violence are usually the military-industrial complex gallivanting around the world, waging wars, toppling governments, uh, 
what, placing their own dictators in power? Bringing to prominence many times evil people? Oh, but it's the lesser of two evils, Sam. I get it, but it's still evil. We also talked about prepare for extreme tyranny in the United States, domestically speaking, the likes of which have never before been seen in America. Gary D. Barnett writes that piece, does a phenomenal job. Talks about under the coronavirus and under global warming and everything else, we are giving up our liberties literally wholesale, folks, and it needs to stop. Viral, no, uh, viral, and then it's um, <clears throat> what hashtag Trump's new army. So they're saying now that Donald Trump's not the president, he's to be feared even more so than ever. He's got his quote, Trump's new army is the hashtag. There's a video put out by the liberals, the crazy folks. And they're the craziest and scariest. Caitlin Johnston highlights this video and talks about they're literally telling you that we're domestic terrorists and, man, we've got to be stopped at all costs. Kirsty Alley blasts Katie Couric appearing on Real Time with Bill Maher, or Bill Maher. Journalist Katie Couric says Trump supporters should be deprogrammed. Yeah, says their activities are like cult activities. Wow, folks. I didn't know that me praising Donald Trump when he does good and rejecting uh, the ideas when he does bad or not, constitutionally speaking, that I, I didn't know that was a bad idea. I didn't know that was a cult-like behavior. Now, I get that there's never Trumpers and always Trumpers, and they're extreme on both sides. I get it. I'm one of the tell-the-truth Trumpers guys, right, to the best of my ability. I'm far from perfect. I know a lot of times people would disagree with me, but we should celebrate our right to disagree. You can say, Sam, I love what you have to say. Your ideas are well thought out, but I think you're out in the weeds, buddy. By all means, you can think that. Isn't that one of the great geniuses of America? This ability to say, you know what? I love you, Sam, and I agree with you a lot of times, but a lot of times I don't. And Sam, I'll work with you on the things we agree on and the things we don't agree on. We'll just leave for another day. Or I'll advocate for my beliefs and you advocate for yours, and that's okay, too. By the way, Dr. Scott Atlas, who, uh, in my opinion, is one of the most candid truth tellers in modern day when it comes to the corona, the cocoa virus. Scott Atlas says, we know the lockdowns don't work. They do not eliminate the virus. We see it all over the world. We have 80% of the people in America wearing masks. We have all these various restrictions on businesses, but you know what? The virus is simply not eliminated by that. It's worse than ever before. Maybe it isn't working. In the Lancet Journal, by the way, July 21st, so we've known this for months, 2020, we read that government actions such as border closures, full lockdowns, and a high rate of COVID-19 testing are not associated with a significant reduction in infections and or mortality. In other words, what we're doing isn't working, folks. They all know it. But they love that control, baby, don't they? Anthony Fauci, for example, says the U.K. strain could be worse than we ever thought. British officials say the virus new variant may be more deadly and may be a great deal more spreadable than the last one. Yeah, so it spreads faster and it kills more and makes people much sicker. That's coming up after we've locked down for almost a year, folks. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we become obsessed with this coronavirus. It's locking everybody down, folks. Lockdown extremism, an obsession that works for the insane and the fascists that want to lock us all down. John Rappaport with that wonderful piece. And it really brings up the next article, trading for today or trading today what may be tomorrow. Trading for today. What may be tomorrow? In other words, the idea is we're going to all lock down, especially the elderly. And you know what? You're going to save yourself. Of course, you don't want to die from the cocoa. You don't want to get ill. You don't want to get, you know, it'll be horrible. Uh, it's so horrible that we're going to lock you down today. But you know what? When it was a week or two, I got it. I understood. I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's give them a chance. Let's see if we can slow this thing down, not overwhelm the hospitals. At first, it sounded logical and good. But now that we're 10 plus months into this bad boy. I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's absolutely bogus, the lockdowns. So you take an average uh, elderly person, and let's say they're 70 years old, just for instance, and you lock them down, you isolate them, because golly, you don't want to get them sick of them. They might actually die. And you lock them down for, say, a year, 365 days. Uh, and they don't really see their grandkids. They don't really see their kids. They're, they're kind of alone. People slide food under the door or knock and run. Got a social distance. They don't get any human touch. They don't get any hugs. They don't get love. They don't get uh, interaction, social interaction. In fact, they call it social distancing. It's antisocial as all get out. Nevertheless, it, it all happened. And then now they're 71 years old. So they literally lost a year of their life. Not entirely, but, you know, and it goes on for maybe two or three more years, whatever the case may be. And then uh, 
Now they're 73 or 4, and now they've lost a lot of their traveling years. They lost a lot of their retirement ability to volunteer and participate in society. Uh, they've um, they've traded today for what could have been tomorrow. Now they wake up, and now um, the cocoa's lifted at some point in the distant, who knows when future. Uh, there now, it all depends on what you do. If you take the vaccination, and or if you this or that, or we'll we'll make up the rules, and the changing target will happen along the way. Of course, you won't remember much. You're an American, and you're just coddled with entertainment and such. So you probably won't realize we keep changing the target over and over and over and over again. But nevertheless, um, and now uh, you've lost these, say, two, three, four, whatever year, and you'll never get them back. And now your health isn't maybe good enough to go do what you wanted to do, and you've lost those years to go see the grandkids in California or Florida or wherever they are and to go uh, and see the, I don't know, maybe you go to Minnesota and see the Spam Museum or uh, who knows what you go to, right? Whatever's been your life long dream whatever's been on your bucket list you wanted to go do but oh no the cocoa hit and my bro you can't get that done anymore Uh uh-uh you might kill everybody in the process you wouldn't want to do that you'd be a domestic terrorist if you mm, walked around without a mask or even if you had a mask and you couldn't breathe and well we better lock you down shut you out and what have we done folks what have we done and how long are we going to keep doing this all right dr scott bradley was our guest yesterday too to Preserve the Nation, his incredible collegiate series and books. FreedomsRisingSun.com, his website. Weekly webinars, Q&As, and more. An incredible constitutional mind, Dr. Scott Bradley. He joins us on Mondays and Fridays. A few exceptions. All right, major corporations have thrived as small businesses have absolutely melted down and crumbled under the weight of, quote, pandemic restrictions between January 1st 2020 and January or December 31st, 2020, approximately 30% of the U.S. small businesses have absolutely failed and closed. Not because they couldn't make it, but because government decided to lock them down, shut them down, deny them the ability to make money to the point where they can't even survive, so they're gone. 30%. In fact, it's a 31% drop in revenue for the small business as well. So now not only are 30% of them gone in one single year, but many of them are still teetering, ready to melt down. While total small business revenue decreased by 31%, that's according to the economic tracker. I guess between April and September, a shorter window, but a good viewpoint, 45 out of 50. Most valuable public corporations profited. And you got to start to say this lockdown is not by accident. Okay, when we know. When we know what's happening to society, to the economy, to business, to they're doing this intentionally, folks, because if you're a small business owner, you are to some degree much more free. You don't work for the man. You don't work for the boss. You own, you contribute, you create, you, etc. They want to destroy that because therefore they can destroy America. If everybody works for a big, massive corporation, all the big, massive corporation needs to do is create dictates and you better obey. So government is literally playing games with fascism like you've never seen before. What government's doing is saying, we're not telling you, you, don't, you that you got to wear a mask. Oh, no, we're not hostile like that. We obey the law. We're not going to tell you that you got to wear a mask. Now, on the federal lands, we're going to tell you. The federal, we're, you know, we're going to tell you that. We're just 
being consistent due to the quote medical experts that are guiding us on this thing. But look, it's business. It's business. And then you take 10 big businesses that control the whole world almost and say, they're just going to simply demand you wear masks. And then behind the scenes, you find out those big businesses get big money from government and they're really in bed together to create a narrative, an agenda. What a tale to tell, huh? And then they gather to protect the Capitol in hundreds of National Guard members in Washington, D.C. They say now I've tested positive for the cocoa. Oh, boy, better lock it, the, the great unwashed down harder, right? Yeah. Better lock everybody down even harder. I mean, it's just a shame. More than 50 wineries and restaurants in Nampa and Sonoma, Sonoma County, California, have sued Governor Gazzam, Gavin Newsom, claiming that their rights, their constitutional rights, have been violated by his lockdown on dining. Amen to that reality check. Businesses all across the country are starting to push back because it's either push back or go extinct, right? It's either push back or simply fight the man, the government, whatever, right? Um, by the way, a Swedish manufacturer out of France has been accused of treating their employees like dogs. After the company asked its worker to wear a social distancing device when you get within six feet of uh, somebody for any length of time, then, of course, it beeps and flashes lights, and I'm sure it'll transmit back to mothership or boss or whoever. Uh, you know what? This guy's a rogue or this gal's a rogue agent, man. They keep getting near people and stuff that don't respect the social distance, and they probably better leave their job. We probably better fill it up with somebody that could be, you know, that'll honor the requirements of the job, don't you know? See, that kind of stuff is happening everywhere, folks. Megan McCain now believes that the Joe Biden administration could possibly find a cure for cancer in the next four years. She literally talks about Bo Biden and how he died of cancer and how Joe's so sad about Bo and that Joe is on a quest to solve cancer forever as a result and he'll be likely successful, she believes. I don't believe that for one second, ladies and gentlemen. There's big, big, I mean, I'm telling you, if you've ever seen dollar signs, these are the biggest, longest trail of dollar signs you've ever seen in your life when it comes to the funding of cancer cures that never happen, huh? They've been at it for decades. We've spent trillions of dollars. And they've really conceded for the most part. They can't solve it. They can't cure it. There's no cure and there's not one in sight. But by golly, they can sure make your life better and extend your life for a year or two and by golly, they can make you comfortable and feel well for trillions of dollars, can't they? And you think they're going to give up those trillions of dollars and all of a sudden go, by golly, we cured cancer. No need for the money anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Close your wallets. Go home. Uh, it's a victory day. See, I don't see it. Do you? Not even maybe. All right. The average price of United States gasoline, regular gasoline, is up 10 cents a gallon to $2.45 a gallon. <clears throat> yeah, I guess in San Francisco, it's the highest. Uh, and in Houston, Texas right now, it's the lowest. So there you have that spread in America. But don't worry, it's a lot less expensive than it was uh, a year ago. So that's good news that we're all grateful for, for sure. Right, there's a lot going on in the world that you need to know about, ladies and gentlemen. And we certainly don't mean to be negative on this broadcast. We do trust in God. We do believe in families. And we do believe we are in the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is all about God, family, and country. Uh, and we don't mean to be negative, but you know what? <clears throat> when we certainly take a hard turn to the, I don't even want to say right or left. When we take a hard turn to the socialism, to the communism, 
to the godless government edicts that we reject, then it's very hard uh, for us not to complain, for us not to speak out and say, oh my goodness, what are we doing? What have we done? Where are we going? But there are answers. All right. But there's a couple of key people that are in place that shock me. Yeah, they continue in the Trump administration and the Biden administration. I want to talk about those people. Because the more things change, I guess the more they, what, stay the same? Is that what they say? Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. House Democrats presented an article of impeachment against President Trump to the Senate on Monday night. A total of 10 House Republicans joined in with Democrats to vote in favor of impeachment. An impeachment is defined as to remove from power. More on yesterday's horrific killing in Indianapolis, Indiana. A teenager whose dad had just yelled at him for leaving the house without permission turned a gun on his family, killing five relatives. The alleged killer, who has not been named by authorities because of his age, was arrested Monday after cops tracked him down to the suburb of Plainfield, Indiana. His younger brother lived to tell authorities what happened. The Senate voted 84 to 15 to confirm Janet Yellen as the 78th Treasury Secretary on Monday. Yellen is the first woman to serve as Treasury Secretary. Previously, she was on the Federal Reserve Board from 2014 to 2018. Born in Brooklyn, New York, Secretary Yellen is estimated to be worth $16 million. This is USA Radio News. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare, and MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program. It's been around for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $2 billion of each other's medical bills, so they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is around 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. There's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. The START Treaty with Russia may need some adjustments to be fair. USA Radio News Dan Araki has more. In one of his administration's first foreign policy positions, President Biden indicated last week that he wanted to extend the new START Treaty. Pentagon officials later said that the country was much safer with the nuclear arms production treaty in place. But some say that extending the treaty without any concessions from Russia would be a bad deal. Senator Tom Cotton believes that an extension without conditions is exactly what Vladimir Putin wants. The Arkansas Republican tells Fox News that the treaty in its current form favors the Russians. The number one priority for Vladimir Putin was a unconditional extension of the New START treaty because that treaty favors Russia. It does not cover the vast arsenal of tactical nuclear weapons that Russia has or some of its novel delivery systems like undersea delivery systems or nuclear-powered cruise missiles and hypersonic glide vehicles. That's why Vladimir Putin wanted it extended without condition. From the USA Radio News, Ohio Bureau. I'm Dan Naraki. USA Radio News.
promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. So it's very interesting, ladies and gentlemen, interesting indeed to watch (laughs) who survives the transition from the Donald to the Joe. All right. It's very interesting to see. See, they can uh, adjust 90% of their administrations and put in their favorite people, the people that are left-leaning or right-leaning or whatever, you know, promotes this Hegelian dialectic of the left-right paradigm that's dishonest and, and, you know, um, red-blue, whatever divide line. They can put their guys in power that make you believe that, oh, man, there's been a massive change there now. But if they keep a couple of key people in positions, it doesn't matter much what the faces look like when it comes to the masses in government, folks. So Biden to keep Ray as FBI director. Well, let me see. Uh, Trump put this guy in, and then Biden's going to keep him, huh? Well, remember the FBI and the IRS? They pretty much domestically ratchet the people right on down, buddy. You get anything sideways in Obama as he joked back in... I can't remember what it was, 2008, 9, 10 range. He joked and said, I'll sick the IRS on you. Well, they thought it was a joke at the university, but it was the truth. Don't you know? Both sides of the aisle, both administrations, whether it be, quote, conservative or liberal or left, right, or whatever deception they portray, um, they're all the same. They'll sick the IRS on you. The swamp loves the IRS, baby. And the FBI uh, is the same. You know what? If you stand up for liberty in America then the FBI will lie and cheat and steal and pillage and plunder and, you know what, (laughs) perjure themselves and and, and everything else, lie and cheat um, to convict you. And they've done it to rancher families across this country for decades, ladies and gentlemen. They have. If you don't believe me, check out the Wayne Haig family story. If you don't believe me, check out the Ammon Bundy situation. Look, the FBI literally lied said they weren't pointing guns at innocent, unarmed people, but they lied and they had snipers, and they were. They got caught lying. They said that they thought that Ammon Bundy was a threat, but they knew that he was not and had documents that he was not. They just lied. They just perjured themselves. Uh, They withheld exculpatory evidence, so they withheld evidence, and they got caught doing all that, thank heavens, to a whistleblower and I would say due to God Almighty protecting the Bundys and others. And, you know, you had the the, sta- the Bundy Ranch standoff in 14, which they say that the, quote, militia or the, the American people that came to the aid of the Bundys were the bad guys. But you know what? I believe we had a peaceful situation where nobody died because the good guys, Americans, came to the rescue of their fellow Americans. And government was required to stand down in the public eye. Thank heavens there was enough media there. The government was required to stand down in the public eye where nobody got hurt. Then round two, the only people that got killed were when the government killed Lavoy Finicum. Unnecessarily so, I might add. We'll probably never get to the bottom of that story. They killed Vicki Weaver, shot her in cold blood. She had a baby in her arms. And they killed her and she was unarmed. This is the government, mind you, in all these cases. Then Ammon Bundy, not only does the judge say we're going to dismiss all of this because the government lied and FBI, you know, was guilty of all these crimes. 
the judge was incensed and dismissed it, but nobody at the FBI got in big trouble. All right. In fact, in Oregon, when uh, Marcus Mumford, the attorney, uh, was able to get Ammon Bundy and those guys free because the jury saw it the way we do, which is, you know what, the government's the only one committing crimes here. Then the government went ballistic and tased the attorney right in the middle of court. They were so angry. Payback is a bleep is what they say, right? Well, there you have it. So when you leave, uh, when Biden keeps Ray as FBI director, that's scary as all get out, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. Ready for the next keep? Senate now confirms Janet Yellen as Secretary of the Treasury. So now you got this lady that was like a what, a Federal Reserve person? Now going to the Treasury? And now what are they going to do? Make a bunch of female empowerment coins? Debots the currency even further? Janet Yellen should be standing up for constitutional currency and honest money. But again, when you put these Federal Reserve folks, fake money, fiat people in power... Um, why did she hang out with the Donald and now she's hanging out with Joe? Because the more things change, the more they stay the same. Is that how it goes? I think so, baby. All right, so you got Janet yelling. You got Ray. Both staying, folks, really. Guess who's next? You got it, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And I don't know if you know, but Anthony Fauci was among the highest paid federal officials in 2019. Did you know that? Yeah, I guess they don't have more updated numbers for 2020 yet. But they say it even surpasses the 400000 salary, $400,000 salary earned by President Donald Trump. Now, you know, by the way, that President Trump gave his salary away every quarter, right? So it's a little bit disingenuous to say that he got paid a lot more than President Trump got. But, you know, it's the truth dollar-wise. It's just not exactly the truth because when you don't mention that Trump gave up his salary every quarter, that really says something about the man in a positive way, in my opinion. Is Biden going to give his salary away like Trump did? We shall see, huh? And by the way, it turns out that Anthony Fauci makes $417,608 a year. You heard me. Dr. Anthony Fauci makes $417,608 a year. That placed him solidly among the top earners. Out of, listen carefully to this, out of some 4 million federal employees. And it makes Fauci, or Fauci the highest paid doctor on the government's payroll. That's according to data reported by Forbes magazine. Wow. So Anthony Fauci makes four hundred and seventeen plus thousand dollars a year, the highest paid doctor on government payrolls at the federal level. More than a president, imagine that. But here's the point Fauci not only does he make a bunch of cash, but why is he so beloved in the Trump administration who everybody thought Donald would fire him? No, 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 no. Donald keeps him, and so does Joe. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you keep Ray as FBI director, Yellen as secretary of the Treasury, Fauci as the, quote, top, what is he? The Coco doctor? Coco Fauci? Okay. When you keep those three people in place, and I'm sure there's a dime and a dozen for another group of people that he's 
also that have weathered the transition. But I look at that kind of thing and I go, wow, how many of these swamp monsters were really working for Joe? Even though they were on Donald's payroll at the time, huh? And how much do you expect to change when they got still the same control of the Treasury, the same control of the FBI, and the same control of what? Uh, disease and prevention and I don't know what you call Anthony's position. You know, because the CDC, the FDA, the right? All kind of march to the beat of that drum, don't they? Or do they not? So I look at that and I go, wow, there's a lot changing, but the more it changes, the more it stays the same, huh? Anyway, we'll keep an eye on who else is staying around. Which other swamp monsters make the transition between Joe and, or Don and Joe, right? Wow. All right, uh, Mr. Joe Biden overturns transgender troop ban. Not enough, if you know, but in 2016, the Pentagon under Barack Obama at the time, right? I guess repealed a long-standing policy. There was a policy that prohibited transgender troops from serving openly. It doesn't stop them from serving, but it prevented them from serving openly in the military. It also allowed them. Uh, well, so here's the deal. I guess that there was a ban on this for a long time. And then under Barack Obama, they got rid of the ban. And then under the Donald Trump, they put the ban back. And now under Joe Biden, Biden overturns, tra- overturns transgender ban. Okay, so there was a longstanding policy that we don't give these things out. It prohibited transgender troops from serving openly in the military and, all right. So anyway, the bottom line is now the troops can openly promote their transgenderism in the military. They can receive counseling. They can receive medical treatment, including sex reassignment surgeries. So there you have it. The seesaw goes back and forth as my buddy Jordan, well-known singer Jordan Page says, the pendulum swings, huh? I heard that. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so while Joe Biden is uh, overturning the ban by President Trump, uh, Biden overturns transgender troop ban. Wow, this is scary. This ban is a a sad tale. Well, let me say that over. The overturning of the ban is a problem. All right? I don't know what to say about this. Now, should troops be allowed? Let me just, I'm hesitating on this to try to figure out how to best handle this. Should troops be allowed to serve in the military if they're transgender? I don't think that we should discriminate if they're transgender. But the problem goes to the very core of male and female created he them. All right, and I don't think we should be mean to somebody who changes their sex or believes they're of a different sex. I don't think we should be mean to them and unkind by any means. I think we should be kind. I think we should acknowledge that they're God's children. But I don't think we have to embrace that lifestyle. Okay? Uh, I think that it's, that it's uh, very obvious um, when someone's born a male or female, in most cases. And when it's not very obvious, they do their best to, um, you know what, make decisions about someone's gender. But if you can change your gender, can you change your color? Well, somehow they've said you can change your gender, but by golly, don't you dare pretend you're black or whatever. Don't you dare be a black wannabe. Okay, the problem becomes very, very socially manipulative and and deep for discussion. But I don't think we should be uh, mean to or unkind to anybody. But here's the discussion, in my opinion, openly serving in the military. All right? That's the real, in my discussion. So the Trump or the transgender troop ban prohibited transgender troops from serving openly in the military. It didn't prevent them from serving, right? That's the kind of core point that you got to understand here. Okay? That's the difference, in my opinion. 
the open versus not. Okay, so we're not going to determine if you're gay or not, or if you're transgender or not, but what we don't want you to do is promote that. Okay, you would say, well, Sam, wait a minute, that's how they're born, that's who they are. I understand, and I don't disagree. That may be who they are. They may be born with tendencies towards those things. I'm not here to scientifically break it down, but I am here to tell you about God's law, which is male and female created them. And to me, God's law trumps, pardon the pun, government edicts, mandates. All right? And so I'm not here to change God's law. I'm just here to acknowledge it and embrace it to the best of my ability. All right? But th- this is the rub. So they can serve the military. They just openly can't promote this agenda. All right? And the problem becomes how secret does it have to be and all this kind of stuff. But Biden overturns transgender troop ban. And it prohibited Trump's troops from serving openly. But now they're going to not only promote the, what, serving openly of transgender people, gay, lesbian, bisexual, whatever else. But it promotes it. It forces the taxpayers to pay for, quote, sex reassignment surgeries. Right? That's the problem with this whole thing. And that's why I'm speaking out about it. I don't want to be unkind to anybody. All right, but I also don't want to be the one to ignore this. See, Americans ought to sue the government over this. Say, you know what? You have no business spending our tax dollars on this gender bender, manipulative promotion of this lifestyle agenda here. We're not going to fund these surgeries. We're not going to discriminate and say that you can't be in the military, but you can't openly promote this. You can't just wear this on your sleeve. You can't make this the center of the discussion. You're there to serve, right? Now, pretty soon, if you're not careful, what they're going to say is if you're heterosexual, if, you have a, if you're a man and you have a wife or a woman and you have a husband, you're going to be the ones discriminated against. Because by golly. So they don't want just equality in the discussion. They want supremacy in the discussion. And you can say I'm wrong, but there it is. And that's kind of the problem is that we're forced to pay for these uh, lifestyles that are... <clears throat> What do you want to say, man-made? They're not God-ordained. They're man-inserted. Many of them are very destructive to the mental stability of individuals. Many of them are gender mutilation. Right? Many of them are gender mutilation. Uh, And whether the Muslims do it so that a woman doesn't get too um, frisky or whatever word you want to use, so they do that, that's their justification, keep a woman down and in her place, which I reject. All the way to, well, whether we do it for because you believe that you're, uh, you identify with a different sex than you are or your, you know, your birth sex versus your selected sex or whatever you want to call it, do not match. So, therefore, we're going to provide surgery to, to bring them into harmony with one another and everything else. Okay, where do you go from here? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I personally draw the line. I'm, I'm for surgery. If you're born and it's very hard to tell physically whether you're a male or female and you have some elements of both due to circumstances beyond our control. You know, I'm for surgery to try to clarify or to try to uh, make life normal as possible. Okay, there's a fine line there. But if you're doing this to mutilate someone or change what they were at birth, or if you um, do this to try to control people like they do in the Muslim culture, where they literally have uh, genital mutilation for women, etc., 
to keep them down or keep them in their place or make sure that they don't get whatever. And okay, this stuff, all these things, in my opinion, across the line. And as our founders said, you're a, you know what? You got a, a wonderful country, a republic, if you can keep it. They were talking about the morality of the people. Okay, but while we're debating transgender with Joe, sad to say, a military arm of the intelligence community. I don't know if you know this, but they currently buy, purchase, listen to this, commercially available databases containing location data from smartphone apps. And they literally search it for Americans' past movements without warrants. That's according to an unclassified memo obtained by the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen. A military arm of the intelligence community buys commercially available databases containing location data from smartphones and smartphone apps. And then they search that data for Americans' past movements without a warrant. See, somebody's head ought to roll and somebody ought to go to jail. This happened during the Trump administration. For the last two and a half years, they say, well, is Joe going to go ahead and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law for their illegal activity? Right? Without a warrant. Now, the government says we're allowed to do this because we're not doing it directly. We're just buying a commercially available database that anybody could buy. All I can tell you is criminal activity can be dressed up and dolled up and look very pretty. But it's criminal indeed, and we need to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. The American people should absolutely come unglued over this. And I don't want you people then saying Sam's advocating violence. Don't lie. I'm just telling you the American people ought to be very upset by this. Should they riot in the streets? Should they destroy property? Should they get violent? Absolutely, unequivocally not. No, not. How many times do I got to say it before these ne'er-do-wells who want to pervert my words uh, get it? I reject the violence, but we can demand accountability at this government agency. And we can demand that our congressmen and our senators rein in these people by reducing funding or jettisoning funding altogether. Uh, and if our those who we elect don't do that, I submit to you that we need to elect somebody who will politely, peacefully, without fraud, right? But man, this military arm of the intelligence community buying this database and then searching it and then claiming that they've got around the quote um, requirement of, of you got to have a warrant and they don't have one. See, this is just dishonest. We need to create honesty, folks. All right, looks like Dominion now not only sues Sidney Powell, but Dominion now is suing Rudy Giuliani for $1.3 billion alleging defamation. Yeah, they say, how dare you say that we've manipulated the elections? They claim it's not true. Where do we go from here is the question, huh? What a sad tale to tell. So now uh, Sidney Powell and Giuliani both getting sued. Where this will go, I don't know. Giuliani uh, top, talks big, but when it comes to real court proceedings, the guy melts down over and over and over and over, at least defending President Trump. No credit to his name, I'll tell you that right now. I believe Giuliani's a swamp monster. I got that view from the 9-11 fiascos where he literally covered all that up and didn't get to the bottom of it. Acted like he was a hero for saving and protecting everybody related there, too. That wasn't honest. Let's get the truth on 9-11, shall we? President Trump missed a declassification haven. 
uh, to defend himself and to lay out the truth of the deep swamp, but Trump missed it. Now Giuliani's trying to defend himself. Where that'll go, nobody knows, but around and around they're trying to disbar Giuliani. They're trying to uh, have Dominion sue him. But Giuliani is pretty bold in his statements, but it's kind of like Sidney Powell releasing the Kraken. I don't think any Kraken got released because it didn't get to the people, I'll tell you that, right? Um, I don't see that it got to the people. Nevertheless, Giuliani says, hey, this will give me the chance uh, to bring forward my lawsuits, so bring it on. The big dollars, you know, the $1.3 billion or whatever the number is, is just designed to scare people, he says. Don't be intimidated. This will give me the chance to get to the bottom of it. Well, I appreciate his bold statement, right? And I pray that he's right. But I don't have any confidence in Giuliani, do you? Now he's all about saving his own skin because he's on the, well, what is he, on tender hooks is the way they say it? All right, I believe there was election fraud. I believe there was foreign interference. All right. But they're not going to get to the bottom of this. Look, all the investigations that the Democrats wanted to wind up and carry out, hey, they weren't successful because there wasn't pay dirt, but they lasted for a long time and they were funded. All the conservative getting to the bottom of things, dead. Look how beat up General Flynn got. Now, I know they got him off, but all they did was save his own skin. They didn't get to the bottom of the scandal that prosecuted him in the first place. All right. Now, Sidney Powell is doing a good job on the heels of Giuliani. Today, we are proud to announce the formation of the Restore the Republic PAC, PAC, which will be dedicated to supporting candidates who will fight vigorously for our constitutional rights, our freedom of speech, and our sacred right to free and fair elections. For truth and the rule of law, we'll strenuously oppose any candidate who discards the Constitution for his own short-term or political gain regardless of party. 80 million people were just disenfranchised. There you have it. Wow. Mike Lindell and Joe Flynn at RestoreTheRepublicPack.com. Uh, website coming soon. Restore the Republic Pack founder Sidney Powell. Wonderful news. I pray for him, I'll tell you that. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that Edwards refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 26th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. 
We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast where we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers designed to not seek for power, but to pull it down, to separate it, to make sure the proper role of government carried out the consent of the governed, but never got too powerful. Wow, what a balance they tried to achieve. And they said, hey, this is a grand old experiment, folks. We've never had this before, but they were successful. And the experiment went incredibly well, creating the greatest economic engine the world's ever known. Not to mention the happiest people on the planet. You know what? And then, well, we decided to turn our back on that God that made us great. And we as a people have become an immoral people, and now we're reaping the whirlwind of our immorality. The answer to turn back to God Almighty, ladies and gentlemen, very clear, simple instructions. The Ten Commandments are where it starts, and the Bill of Rights are where we chain down government, and the Constitution, the supreme law of the land, separates power to make sure nobody gets too powerful. And boy, we the people better insist on it, I'll tell you that right now. All right, Dominion sues Giuliani for $1.3 billion for defamation. They already also sued Sidney Powell as well, and Sidney and Giuliani both say, hey, this will allow us to get to the bottom of it. Let's bring it on. Let's discover, discover, discover. And my response is I think these poor attorneys have too much confidence in the courts. <laughs> the courts aren't going to give you a fair shake. They're going to do what they did to Ammon Bundy. They're going to literally lie and perjure themselves in court and withhold exculpatory evidence and everything else. They won't let you present your case. They'll chain you down, lock you down, and threaten you with contempt of court and everything else. The point where they'll just beat you to a pulp and coming out of the other side, you'll think, what the heck happened? Now, I pray that isn't true, especially for Sidney Powell, who I think the world of. But I'm telling you right now, you can't trust the courts. They're evil to the core. These are the people that the Republican courts, oh, you got to get Republicans in power, don't you know? Because if you do, then you'll have good people on the courts. Yeah, that's the Republican court that passed Roe versus Wade. Literally sold us down the river. Now we've been murdering babies, the most innocent among us, for what? How long now? Almost 50 years. What would it be, 48 years or something like that now? What a sad tale to tell, I'll tell you that right now. And it, But, okay, this is the Republican court that did all that. And now with the Republican court, we certainly can't even overturn it. In fact, you haven't heard a peep of overturning it at all. Since Donald put these justices in place, you haven't heard a single peep about it, have you? In fact, the pro-life rally is supposed to be happening, what, in about two or three days? But, of course, it got canceled because of the cocoa, don't you know? Now I can't stand up for life because, well, we got to preserve life, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go there and get sick and die trying to defend the unborn, do you? No, see, they've literally conned us all into shutting everything down. What a shame it is, folks. Anyway, so Sidney Powell got sued. Giuliani got sued. I hope they can discover and get to the bottom of this and prove vote fraud. But even if they do, it'll be a day late and a dollar short. The illegitimate president's already in place. All right, but Sidney Powell up on her website, I want to highlight this again. I mentioned it last hour, but I want to repeat it because it's really important. We are proud to announce the formation of what's called Restore the Republic PAC, PAC which will be dedicated to supporting candidates who will fight vigorously for our constitutional rights, our freedom of speech, and the sacred right of free and fair elections. I wish they would have put the word honest in there, but I get it. 
Restore the Republic PAC founder Sidney Powell briefs us on the details there. And they say 80 million people were just disenfranchised by the inauguration of a president not elected by lawful votes. The Democrats abandoned their base and the Republicans betrayed theirs. Well, I would say the Democrats betrayed their base and the Republicans abandoned their base. I would flip that around, but I get the point. Sad to say. Right? Join this new endeavor co-founded by Mike Lindell and Joe Flynn at www.restoretherepublic.com. Right? Restore the Republic PAC.com. So it's Restore the Republic PAC. Dot com. And they say that the website coming soon. They're working on it. But I commend Sidney Powell. Uh, I commend Joe Flynn and Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell's the you know my pillow CEO guy. I commend them all and thank them for their hard sacred work. Now Here's what I find kind of funny. Everybody's wondering what President Trump is doing and is going to do. Right? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, Trump has been making a little bit of a, I don't know what you call it, a little bit of stirrings, you might say. And I guess he created an office in Florida that'll be like the former president's office or something like that. But the problem is, Tom or top Trump advisor, a guy by the name of Jason Miller, thinks that the next step for former president is obvious. He says you're going to see President Trump emerge as the nation's leader on ballot voting and ballot integrity. Well, I hope he does. But I think uh, Mike Lindell and Joe Flynn and Sidney Powell and others are making a much bigger impact than President Trump will make. All right, Trump had the opportunity when he was in office. He put together a a vote fraud panel right when he started, and then that got disbanded. He didn't say a word about it until the end almost. In the debates, he kind of went, hey, this is going to go south. Don't do mail-in voting, and it went south. Then he went, "Mm," you know. But he didn't use his oath of office and his power when he had it, I'll tell you that. We don't even know. Anything about Barack's birth certificate, which we should have known first day Donald got into office, huh? But anyway, so top Trump advisor Jason Miller thinks that Trump will become the leader on vote fraud or, you know, correcting the problems with the voting. He says Trump already has some goals for the year. One of them is winning back the House and the Senate for Republicans in 2022. But ladies and gentlemen, the next headline says Trump has political plans for 2022, but he already abandoned his idea for a third political party. What do you think of that? Abandons idea of creating third political party, so that's already dead. So we get all these ideas that are floated that we think, you know what, this might have wings. We might be able to get something done for a change. We might be able to, but no. So we're going to just ride the two horses, tweedledee and tweedledum, right into the next election. 
and then we're going to push for election integrity, but there's going to be vote fraud everywhere. And how are you going to get election integrity when you can't even prove vote fraud? You say, Sam, the vote fraud's there. We can prove it. I know you can. But you're still going to be prosecuted for not proving it, nevertheless, right? So I know you can prove it, but you're not going to get to. So I appreciate Trump's plans for 2022, but he abandons a third political party already. He's already capitulated that it's going to happen. It's already going to happen through what, the Republican Party? So let me get this right. You're going to pick the right wing of the swamp, and you're going to go ahead and have election integrity there. How's that going to work out for you? How'd that work out for you last time, might I humbly ask? (laughs) How'd that work out for you last time? Can I ask that? And the answer is, you know what? Everybody involved in the, quote, vote fraud push, at least on a federal government level, that had authority or power or whatever you want to call it, credentials to be involved, whatever you want to say, Every one of them had their head handed to them, folks. All right? And this headline from G. Edward Griffin, in my opinion, highlights it beautifully. Headline that I just got from G. Edward Griffin. He's the creator of the Red Pill Expos, tremendous events. Red Pill University, tremendous education. He's the author of a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. This guy, in my opinion, is for real. Class act. In his 80s, just a just a crack whip of a mind i mean just brilliant he says this left wing and right wing both on the same ugly bird boy howdy does that ring true to me all right you've got (laughs) you've got this situation folks where i appreciate the fight I appreciate that, you know what, President Trump and others are trying to get to the bottom of things and trying to stand up for truth, but I don't believe they're going about it at all correctly. All right? Biden's got people surrounding him that are good enough to deceive the people like you wouldn't believe. Okay? I wish it were different, folks. I don't mean to be negative. But G. Edward Griffin, 2021, January 26th, emails me. I'll talk about it in seconds related there, too. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
Recent studies show that parents who smoke in the home are more likely to have children who smoke. Yes, in fact, my brother, he's 22 now, he told me and my father that's why he started smoking. One of the reasons why he started smoking is because my dad was around, you know, and he's, he, my dad, they saw my dad smoking. My dad said, okay, I don't want you to smoke. I don't want you to you know, watch what I'm doing. Recent studies also show that in homes where parents don't smoke, their children usually don't smoke either. I am the way I am because my grandparents taught me what not to do. They gave me morals. They gave me belief. They gave me something to believe in. They just taught me well. I love them. <laughs> I do. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, Sam Bushman on your radio. So sad tale to tell. I know Donald Trump wants to be, uh, you know, the king and getting rid of election fraud. And I commend him for his efforts and hope he gets it done. But unless he starts meeting with a common man, okay, unless Trump, you know what, decides to talk to Joe Blow like me and you and you know other people, he's not going to get enough, quote, political sea legs or savvy, whatever you want to call it. Um, to weather the storm of the deep swamp, okay? He just gets swamped and starts swallowing water every time something else comes out. Proof in the pudding, the capital. I'm not saying I defend any violence that was there. It was wrong. And a bunch of evil thugs did it, and we need to get to the bottom of it and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law, no doubt about it. But that doesn't mean we abandon the fact that there's vote fraud. We simply went away. We should have doubled down and said this proves it. Folks, the fact that they didn't even debate the vote fraud like they promised? They used this as an excuse to sidestep that discussion and debate? Ooh, that means there's more there than meets the eye. See, Donald should have doubled down, but he wimped. Sad to say true. And uh, I think Sidney Powell and Mike Lindell and uh, Joe Flynn are literally um, pointing out the reality. 80 million people in America were simply disenfranchised by the inauguration of a president not elected by lawful votes. Okay, that's reality. But I'll tell you what, now top Trump advisor says Jason Miller wants to be the man that gets to the bottom of the election fraud. Well, unless you go back precinct by precinct to paper ballots and have absolute concrete evidence of the most local level of honesty, you're not getting anywhere, folks. It's kind of like saying we're going to solve the problems in America financially if you're not going to you know, embrace honest money. It's not going to happen, a.k.a. Janet Yellen. Okay, it's kind of like saying, oh, we're going to defend American patriotism and American um, ideas. No, they're going to use the FBI to declare war on all of us. That's what they're going to do. See? And the same people that were in Trump's administration are going to carry out this agenda. All right, they say Trump has political plans for 2020, but you know what? Or 2022. But he abandons the idea of creating a third party, so he's going to ride Tweedledee and Tweedledum in there. He's going to ride on the back of the deep swamp Republicans that hate his guts. Okay, he's going to fracture the Republican Party. You know, wow. Now the left wing and the right wing are both on the same ugly bird. G. Edward Griffin does a masterful job of this. You don't want to know what the ugly bird's called? It's called collectivism. Yeah. 
And uh, G. Edward Griffin, Red Pill University, is in a video with a guy by the name of Jason, and they break this down like no other. Great, great stuff. If you want to be educated, come on. This is how you get it done, I'm telling you right now. But listen carefully. Awareness, he says, that communism, fascism, Nazism, left-wing, right-wing, and many other similar words cannot be defined to the satisfaction of all. You want to know why? That's because they're emotionally associated with good or bad, depending on each person's opinion or point of view of what the words mean. Okay? This is important. So the problem is, you know what, if you can't define the words, they just mean different things based on the ones who say them, then you'll never win. Mr. Griffin in this interview explains that the reason for this difficulty is that all the words as they are manifest today are merely different words for the same general point. The same ideology called collectivism. And the reason we're marching towards a tyranny is because we don't acknowledge that words matter and words mean things. And we don't get on the same points of view. We just simply babble about it in circles. Okay, whenever you go into court, they define words. Because once they define words, they get on the same page for discussion. All right? But if you say socialism, then others are like, well, we're not the we're not the national socialists like the German Nazis. We're not that kind. We're more, you know, kind socialists or what okay, and, and they play games and just go around the barn. Well, how dare you call us communists? We're not communists. We just want tyranny like the Communist Manifesto calls for. Okay, but you're going around the barn. Oh, left wing, right wing. See, that. what does that mean? Let me ask you a question. Am I left wing or right wing on this radio program? Oh, Sam, you're definitely the right. In fact, you're the hard right, Sam. Then I say, okay, well, what about my idea, though, to believe in the founding fathers? Well, Sam, you're definitely a right wing conservative, by golly. Okay, but the founding fathers were considered liberals of their day. I agree with the founding fathers completely. I absolutely do. Okay, Patrick Henry, George Washington, some of my biggest heroes. The Swamp Fox, Francis Marion, General John Glover of the Marblehead Regiment. These people are my heroes, baby. Now, they were liberals of their day. Why? Because the words meant different things back then than they mean now. That's why. So what, would you be a Whig? I would. I wouldn't be a Republican or a Democrat, but I'd be a Whig. Because they had a different viewpoint, a different ideology. They were more liberal like the founders. What? Wait a minute. Weren't they conservative? Oh, it all depends on how you define the term there now. The conservatives were the ones that wanted to not change the status quo. They wanted to stick with King George. The radicals are the ones that said, uh-uh, King is, George is a thug. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jettison him. We believe God gave it. There's somebody above King George now. What do they call him? Elohim, the Almighty. The great I am. Is above old George, I'll tell you that right now. And the founders were liberals of their day. All right. So the left wing and right wing are both on the same ugly bird called collectivism. And that is the general point. The socialism, communism, everything else is the idea that you as an individual don't have agency or choice. You need to surrender your agency or your choice 
on the altar of, and then dot, 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 right? Whatever word you want to toss in. Collectivism, boom. Socialism, blam. Communism, wham. Left wing, right wing. Conservative, liberal, male, female, black, white, tall, short, fat, skinny. Conservative, uh, liberal, um, whatever we go on down the line, right? And uh, these binary divisions are dividing us all. The only time they jettison the binary division is when they can, well, reject a real binary. Male and female created he, them. That's God Almighty. But they reject that binary. Every other binary, for divide purposes, they love and embrace. Because Satan against God is a binary. Who are you going to obey? Who are you going to follow? Whom are you going to embrace, huh? Let's, let's just get into hardcore politics, shall we? I believe in the supreme law that I am the Constitution, and I believe in peace. I follow the Prince of Peace. But you know what? Trump has political plans for 2022 as he abandons third party. All right, so let's just ride the duopoly swamp monsters right into solving election fraud. Aren't they the ones that abandoned you and short-circuited your effort to get to the bottom of that Trump in the first place? But if you do the same thing you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. And when the left and the right wing are the same bird of prey called collectivism, it's collectivism versus, so you're going to lay your choices all on the altar for collectivism, uh, support, supposedly for a better society. What you should be doing is, uh, you know what, standing up for individualism and jettisoning collectivism and saying, I'm not selfish, I'm selfless, but it is in my ability to decide for myself who I am, what I am, what I believe, what I'm going to do within the bounds of appropriate moral law, um, it's that agency, that individualism that matters. That's what America was built upon. Okay, my religious liberty isn't a collective liberty. My God-given right to self-defense is not a collective right. It's an individual God-given inalienable right that I, by my consent, gave government. Now, government might be collective in nature as it represents me individually. But let's be very clear. You cannot replace the individual with a collective and suggest you're going to do well. You're going to embrace all the principles that destroy everything we hold dear. You want to know why? Because acknowledging that God is above government, acknowledging God in the first place and choosing to obey him is an individual. Do I dare say sport? No. But you get the point, right? It's an individual action. It's an individual thought. It's a choice made by an individual using one's right of conscience and God-given faculties to make wise decisions that can bless one's life. Your salvation is not a collective sport. Neither is your liberty on earth. Let me say that again. Your salvation before God Almighty is not a collective endeavor. It's an individual endeavor. You work out your salvation before God. And it's up to God to save you if he chooses. He is the ultimate judge of the universe, right? But awareness that communism, fascism, Nazism, left wing, right wing, and many other simpler words simply cannot be defined to the satisfaction of all. Why? Because they are emotionally associated with good or bad behavior based on your own viewpoint. And the words mean things based on your viewpoint. And we will never get to the bottom of that if we don't define the words. I reject socialism, communism, fascism, all these isms, and I stand for individualism. Not at the expense of the collective, but because that's how the collective gets direction, by individuals, and they're willing to give consent. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. A tornado described as large and extremely dangerous by the National Weather Service in Birmingham, Alabama, left some people with serious injuries and caused significant damage throughout Jefferson County and surrounding areas Monday night. About 13 miles northeast of Birmingham, the city of Centerpoint saw quite a bit of damage from the storm. That's according to Centerpoint Mayor Bobby Scott. The United States has reported its first known case of the COVID-19 P1 variant first detected in Brazil. The Minnesota Department of Health confirmed the case on Monday. The so-called Brazil variant is thought to be more transmissible. It is not known whether it's more severe. Sam Vigil, a New Mexico man, has sued the sanctuary city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, for protecting his wife's murder suspect. Luis Romero, a three-time deported illegal immigrant and alleged gang member from Mexico, has been in federal custody in Texas and charged with murdering Vigil. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. When I first switched over, because I stopped taking the other supplements I was taking and switched over all the way to Balance of Nature, I really noticed a huge difference. It was amazing. Like better sleep, better attention, better energy. It was just really, really great. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. The MyPillow Premium Pillow Special continues at MyPillow.com. If you go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA, you can get a standard or queen size premium MyPillow for $29.98, that's a $40 savings, king size only $5 more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. President Trump on Monday established an official post-presidency office in Palm Beach County, Florida, to oversee his affairs. A statement from Trump's office said the office of the former president will be responsible for his correspondence, public statements, appearances, and official activities. The federal government, the largest purchaser in the world, is changing the way business gets done. USA Radio News' Jeremy Scott reports. The president signed an executive order Monday to revitalize America's manufacturing industry. Under the previous administration, the federal government contract awarded directly to foreign companies went up 30%. That is going to change on our watch. The executive order directs the federal government to increase its purchases of American-made goods and remove loopholes. Today, I'm taking the first steps in my larger Build Back Better recovery plan that invest in American workers, unions, and businesses up and down the supply chain. About 540,000 factory jobs have been lost since last February. From the USA Radio News Oregon Bureau, I'm Jeremy Scott. USA Radio News. All right, back with your live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman breaking down this incredible column or incredible video series, I should say, video interview. Uh, G. Edward Griffin brought it to my attention. It's on his organization, Red Pill Expo. Uh, I'm sorry, Red Pill University, Red Pill U. And um, awareness that communism and fascism, Nazism, left wing, white wing, white, wow, right wing, it all goes on. Um, you know what? This collectivism is the problem. All those words that kind of go into this collectivism idea, which says you got to jettison your agency for the common good of the rest of us. But what it really means is let bureaucrats and professional do-gooders, let the evil among us lord over us in a communist-style agenda that always leads to tyranny. doesn't matter what word you use. But the reason we can't get together on these discussions 
ladies and gentlemen, is because we can't get definitions out there. All right? You got different opinions on what the words mean. And as long as you stick with those opinions, you can use the same words. Uh, and uh, they mean different things. Let me give you an example. Everybody wants to say our democracy, our democracy, our democracy. How many times in Joe Biden's speech did he use the word democracy? Do you know? How many times did he use the word republic? How many times did he use the word constitutional republic? How many times did he highlight constitutional republic if you can keep it based on godly principles of the creator of, from the creator of liberty himself? See, nobody articulates this, but he used democracy over and over. What is democracy? What is democracy? See, they would want you to believe democracy is just nothing more than, hey, that's what we have in America. And then if I bring up anything to the contrary, they say, well, Sam, we have democratic parts of our government, don't we? Well, yeah, that doesn't mean we're a democracy. It's kind of like if somebody gave me raisins. And they called them raisins. And then I said, hey, I want raisin cookies. And they gave me raisins. And I said, well, where's the cookie? And they're like, Sam, you asked for raisins, didn't you? Well, no, I asked for raisin cookies. Uh, well, you just got raisins. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like that with a democracy. We have some democratic principles in, in America, in the republic. Absolutely we do. We have all kinds of different governmental principles that have come together in the grand old experiment. Uh, in, in a constitutional republic. It's a very unique government. And yeah, there's elements of democratic principles in it, but we do not have a democracy, ladies and gentlemen. And to say so in the media over and over and over is absolutely a lie. Now, I don't know about dishonest because some may actually believe we have a democracy. But if Joe believes we have a democracy, when he swore an oath to a republic, we got a fundamental problem, don't we? This is kind of the words that we're talking about here a little bit that that we're, you know, talking about um, with regards to this incredible video. The left wing and the right wing are both on the same ugly bird called collectivism. G. Edward Griffin breaks this down in a meaningful way. But I but I but I say to you, this democracy idea is going to sink us, folks. Okay. It kind of goes along with the understanding of this. You have a right to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed. And that right is for your guns to be used for lawful moral purposes. And if you use it for those purposes, self-defense, whatever other reasons that you might find, hunting, any other reason, but a lawful reason, then you know what? Your right is wonderful and blessed. But if I talked about guns and never talked about your right, but I promoted the use of guns in, in wrongful ways... And I said, well, you believe in guns, don't you, Sam? And everybody was using guns, and it was being promoted that guns were used for violent purposes to kind of be the, the survival of the fittest, right? Then I would say, no, wait a minute, I'm, I'm against guns in the way you're describing them to be. But if they manipulated my statements, they would say, Sam, you're just against guns. And they would leave the rest out. Well, they would be dishonest. And that's kind of what we're doing when we talk about democracy. Are there some democratic elements in our society? Absolutely. Your right to vote is one of them. But remember, your right to vote is always tempered with a check and balance. That's what makes us a constitutional republic based on the rule of law. It isn't the majority wins. And so that's where they manipulate the, the collective versus the individual. If they promote the survival of the fittest, that's individualism on extreme. 
It's kind of like how um, Cleon Skousen wrote a book called The Naked Capitalist to make the point. You know what? Capitalism is wonderful. The free markets are wonderful. But they got to be tempered with morality, tempered with honesty, tempered with integrity. But when you just say, I don't care the bottom dollar, the dollar signs I'm seeing, baby, and that's all that matters, you become a naked capitalist and you become extreme in your views and you become a danger to the very appropriate moral individualistic purpose we were talking about. Okay? If I try to crush all competition and use government, pull the level of government to do that, okay, I'm a naked capitalist. I'm extreme in my views, right? That's not what the founders intended. So individualism matters. We, we uh, by our consent, give enough to the collective to have an organized society based on the rule of law, rules we all agree to, etc. But if you take anything collective to collectivism to its extreme, you get tyranny. Individualism to extreme, and you get tyranny. See, the founders understood these checks and balances, this idea that we need to avoid extremes, this understanding that, you know what? There's a proper balance, a proper role of government. So anyway, great column by G. Edward Griffin. And I bring it up because Trump has plans for 2022. Trump, I don't care what party you pick or how you do it, parties are evil. Okay? Parties are what our founding fathers warned us against because they're not government. Parties are private institutions. I don't know if you know that. And those private institutions reward their own. Those private institutions create the good old boy attitude where, you know what? It's about Joe's time. Joe's paid his dues. Uh, elect Joe, put Joe in office, appoint, inaugurate, vote fraud, doesn't matter. By hook or by crook, it's Joe. It's his good old boy term, turn to have a term, isn't it? See, that's bogus. Okay, we need to jettison these private parties that are self-serving. And we need to stand for judging someone by the content of their character. We need to judge someone by their willingness and their historical reality of what kind of fidelity will they show to the supreme law of our land. George Washington set the standard. He could have been a king, and he said, uh-uh. He could have stayed in office for his whole life, and he went, uh-uh. And he literally took off his power hat, and he walked down the street as an American citizen and said, hey, you know what? Wow, I'm worried about my nation. And then he saw the farmers. He saw the shops, the blacksmith, the shoemaker, the whatever, and he saw that that's the future of America, and it gave him hope and courage and comfort as he went home to his beloved Martha, right? Isn't that how the story generally goes in summation? I think so, and that's what we need to hold dear to, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a contest of I'm right and you're wrong. Hush. Let's see what, let's see what she does. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Alexa, stop. Oh, boy. So I, I guess I have the ability to tell that lady over there to um, whatever. Sorry for the interruption. I don't dare her say her name, but she went off and decided that I was talking to her, and I really wasn't at all, even though I never said her name. But I <laughs> anyway, all I'm telling you is, Trump, if you want to make a difference in America, brother, it isn't about parties. It's the jettison of parties that will make a difference. It isn't about um. stopping vote fraud you say what sam we need to stop vote fraud yeah you do but it's about honesty in the people first it's about a moral society and a moral population okay if you don't have honest money i don't know how far you can get president trump 
or former President Trump or Donald Trump, whatever you want to call him. Okay, I appreciate your political plans for 2022, but you just want to shoo in a few Republicans that are just as easily comfortable in a Democrat uniform as they are a Republican uniform because they're part of the swamp. Is that what you want? All right, the left wing and the right wing are on the same ugly bird called collectivism. In fact, I think it was Pat Buchanan that talked about the left and right wings of the same bird of prey uh, in the beginning, right? All right, Joe Biden now, ironically, uses executive order, pushes government to buy American. I find this really strange. He says, we got to buy American. People have been talking about it, and it's time to actually get it done. Well, you know, I agree with Biden to some degree. We want to push government to buy American. I support that you have the governmental expenditures by American. But let me explain the disingenuous side of this. Don't get me wrong and don't get all in a tizzy. Don't call me in any weird way and tell me, oh my gosh, Sam, you don't get it. Okay, because I am for buying American, but I'm not for buying American by force, number one. So individuals and businesses should be free to choose as they will. We do have tariffs at the border that can adjust the playing field to be fair and open and honest. That would be the government's proper constitutional role. But other than that, government needs to stay out of free contracts by individuals and businesses worldwide. Create a level playing field, that's fine, but otherwise get the heck out of it. After you create a level playing field, you can make sure the contracts are honored. That's a good role for you as well. Anyway, I digress except to say, but here's the rub. Oh, well, I'll make you wait for the pa- after the pause for the rub, okay? Liberty Roundtable Live, I am Sam Bushman. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. 
That's American-Heritage.org. All right, so I'm all about buying American, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm not about it by force for businesses or individuals. I am for government using the appropriate um, tools at its disposal, that is tariffs at the border, to make sure there's a level playing field. And I am for government honoring contracts. Other than that, I don't think government ought to be in the middle of it. But Joe wants to promote American. I hope he doesn't do it by force, but I understand. And I generally support um, American purchases, right, by American. But here's what happened. He's going to mandate that by executive order. And my question for Joe is, are you afraid Congress won't back your play, bro? Is that your problem? Are you afraid that you got to, you know what, make this edict by executive order, violating the legislative branch of government? Okay, why not take this to Congress and say, let's, let's advocate for American? But Biden uses executive order, which scares the heck out of me. What else is in that executive order? And why doesn't he take it to Congress like he ought to? But the biggest reason that I have a problem with buying American right this very minute is because we've spent the last 50 years, almost, uh, jettisoning buying American. We have literally rewarded companies for jettisoning this country and going to foreign nations, China, Vietnam, wherever. And we have promoted uh, business overseas and we've rewarded companies for leaving, for packing up shop and leaving this country for so long to where now it's almost impossible to uh, build American even if you want to. Okay, I've been involved in the manufacturing side of this discussion. I've been involved in the import and export side of this discussion to where I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. And I'm telling you right now that if you wanted to start a business in America right now, it's likely that you couldn't even get the raw materials that you need to make that business successful. The infrastructure is not there for raw materials. The infrastructure is not there for, one, the purchase of and the maintaining of the equipment necessary. It is not financially feasible to compete with these companies that have gone overseas and they're involved in countries that have different laws than we have. Okay, and that's what's wrong with a lot of these, quote, climate change treaties and everything else. Should we uh, be kind and, and treat our earth nicely and good and be wonderful stewards of the earth? Yes, God said we should. Uh, but should we manipulate under the environmental control? Some nations are free to just spew toxins and have very little regulation. And then other nations have a ton of regulation to where they can't prosper. See, that's the dishonest, manipulated playing field I speak of. So while you've got a manipulated playing field, while you've promoted overseas business and giving them special lever of government pulled in their favor, uh, as long as you allow them to, you know what, feed at the trough, and the American businesses, the people that don't go overseas, are at the back of the bus or non-existent. And then you say, buy American, buy American, buy American. Hey, the businesses that I consult for can't sell American to government because they can't make American. And they can't make American because of these policies, these dishonest, immoral policies where we reward foreign business over domestic business. And it's been done for decades. See, that's the problem. Now, I appreciate President Donald Trump trying to change that by enacting tariffs and, and, and getting rid of regulations. And I commend him for a lot of those things. I really do. But I'm not for pushing to buy American until we can solve some of these fundamental inequities. All right. Let me give you an example. Let's say I have a million dollars overseas and I want to bring it to America. 
so that I can make American, so that I can, you know, obey Bar- uh, Joe Biden's executive order to sell Americans so they can buy American. But you know what? I can't bring my millions of dollars back because I'm going to be taxed so hard on it. I might as well leave it and use it overseas. This is one example of my point. Left and right, everybody should be on board for this. We have got to repatriate American money if we're going to, quote, you know, build and buy and sell American and everything else. But I also got a fundamental question beyond all that, beyond this level playing field discussion that we need to have. We need a level playing field before we can mandate or push for any of these things for sure. But I digress. My question to you is if Joe is advocating to buy American, isn't Joe embracing the America first policy, the nationalist policy of Donald Trump? Yeah. And isn't Joe Biden a white guy and Donald Trump a white guy? And if two white guys in a row that control this nation are advocating for nationalist policies of buy American, does that make them white nationalists? Oh, no, Sam. Those aren't white nationalists, buddy. Uh Uh-uh. Them are white guys that are for nationalism. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Donald's a white nationalist there, don't you know? He's one of them Nazis. But Joe, no, no, no. Joe's liberal. Well, I know it's a different kind of liberal than the Founding Fathers liberal, but nevertheless, he's liberal, don't you know? In fact, he opposes Joe on everything, except for keeping the uh, you know Federal Reserve person in the Treasury, except for keeping the leader of the FBI the same, uh, except for having Anthony Fauci uh, run both administrations according to the medical realities that we face. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. They're, they're just different, but the same, aren't they now? But are they white nationalists, folks? I find it kind of comical. Right? I find it really fascinating. I got a funny story to tell you. There's a mayor. He's the mayor of a South Carolina town. And I guess he was forced to call in the pros, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) This is fun. He was supposed to call in the pros. You want to know why? Well, here's what happened. They had a coronavirus vaccination site that got backed up. Why? Because they had computer problems. Yep. And uh, you know what? They wanted to keep rolling forth with the vaccines, and I'm you know opposed to that too. But nevertheless, they were rolling. And the drive-through coronavirus vaccination site got um, holed up because of computer problems. But guess who they called in when they called in the pros? The hero, a Chick-fil-A manager. I kid you not. So the uh, coronavirus vaccination line got all jacked down, and they had to get a Chick-fil-A manager to come on in and say, hey, here's how you make lines move fast. Here's how you provide incredible service and make the lines move, right? And so just bring in Chick-fil-A. Now, all you liberals out there that hate the Chick-fil-A people because they're anti-gay or they're Christian or they're whatever they are, um, and you hate on the Chick-fil-A's there, Chick-fil-A is helping you all get the cocoa vaccine now. Now, if we were to divide and conquer and destroy America, I'd hate on Chick-fil-A for helping the line of the vaccine people because I'm not for vaccines. But see, I don't believe in a divide and conquer society like that. I reward what's good everywhere. And you know what? I'm not for vaccinations, okay? But I am saying if the mayor needs help to make his line move forward, kindness would say, you know what? A lot of people believe in vaccines. A lot of people believe they're helpful and hopeful. And you know what? I'm not here to to jettison your chance to get a vaccine. I'm here to say I want people to have choice in vaccines, right? Uh, But I'm not here to shut you down to where you can't have a vaccine. So I would not not, uh, jettison my help 
And I commend the mayor of the South Carolina town to reach out to the Chick-fil-A manager. And I commend the Chick-fil-A manager for helping out the town there. And you know what? Let the line move forward for those who would like to receive a vaccination. Let them get it. But don't tell me that I'm forced to get one. Or don't deny people who want them from getting them. I'm not for any of those things. But I find it fascinating because Chick-fil-A is now helping with the vaccines. Where's all the liberals and the extremists and the haters that have been abusing and beating on Chick-fil-A and, and, and trying to blackball Chick-fil-A and shut down their restaurants and prevent them from establishing new locations and everything else? Where are all the liberals? Where are all the naysayers? Where are all the media folks that are extreme that hate on Chick-fil-A because of their Christian values now? The mayor of a South Carolina town was forced to call in a pro when the drive through for vaccination delivery got shut down. Computer problems shut it down. They brought in a Chick-fil-A manager, and voila, opened up. Lines are rolling all as well. It wouldn't surprise me if Chick-fil-A provided free sandwiches or something for the, the workers there, too. It's just the kind of guys the Chick-fil-A people are. I commend Chick-fil-A. It acknowledges they're the pros. And I just want to know where all the liberals are to give credit where credit's due. See, that's one of the things we do on Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm not interested in debating the right, the left, the liberal, the conservative. I'm interested in right and wrong. When somebody does something right, that's good. When they do something wrong, that's bad. It's very simple to me. Kind of a redneck, you know, guy that focuses on principle. The fact that, you know, hey, they want to move this line forward and they're stuck is a problem. The fact that somebody came to help them, I think, is great news. And I'm not against people's choice to take vaccines. I'm just against the denial of choice. Denial, the denial of agency or freedom, huh? Senator Bernie Sanders. Interesting statement for good old whacked out communist Bernie. Senator Bernie Sanders says, he predicts, I should say, the Democratic Party could be wiped out in the 2022 midterm elections, he says. Bernie Sanders literally says, hey, the Democratic Party could be wiped out in 2022. Why? Because of their overreach. The more they push to abuse Donald Trump, the more they push to uh, regulate and control what you and I say uh, in the media, the more they lock down people's accounts and attack conservatives, they overreach to the point where, man, it could be curtains. Anyway, Bernie Sanders, I agree with him for once in a while, but I think the Republican Party's in the same position. Are they going to embrace freedom or the swamp? Time's a-telling. That's the truth. All right, Joe Biden has brought back a, quote, White House tradition. Press Secretary Jen Psaki, is that how you say your name? Jen, I think it's Psaki, uh, to lead the daily press briefings. So Jen's back. Press briefings are on. Now, a lot of us thought the press briefings were bogus anyway. It becomes a propaganda arm for the government. I think that's true. I'm glad Donald jettisoned them. But I will say they serve a valuable purpose, and I wish President Trump did not jettison them. I wish we would have had daily press briefings still. I just wish that President Trump would have chosen people like me in the media. And uh, you know what? Ben, um, oh, what's his name? My goodness, Ben uh, Swan. Ben Swan and the folks over at World Net Daily, Joe Kovacs and Bob Enra and, and, and Joseph Farah and you know 
Art Moore and all the people at World Net Daily, the wonderful writers at Breitbart. The, you could have invited the real media to the, and helped them become center stage, President Trump, by continuing to have pre- press briefings. Just inviting the friendly press. But when he jettisoned press briefings, we all got locked out. But the mainstream press still got the ability to get some, what, walk to the Air Force One, huge airplane or noise in the background, sound bites is all they got. And the rest of us in the real media got nothing except for watching the White House pages. But anyway, I guess Joe Biden's brought back the propaganda arm of the government, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki will lead daily press briefings. So there you have that. Wow. It's hard to know what's going on with that. Hey, did you know Kamala Harris's house is very expensive? I guess she can't even move into the uh, vice president's house. Um, but I guess number one observatory circle is the place where Kamala and her husband, uh, Doug are going to be, uh, because they're trying to do renovations on the, um, second in command's normal place to live. But at first glance, well, it seems like an average home, but it's located about two miles from the White House, okay? That's where it is. And this thing is a massive, massive piece of property. All right? It's, um... I'm trying to see how many acres this thing is. Let's see. Yeah, it's about two miles from the White House. It's adjacent to several embassies. The secluded home... Sits on a 72-acre plot of land. Wow. Anyway, I'll give you details on the residence next broadcast. That is an expensive sucker. God save the Republic.